0: Hi, Steve Shepard here with the Natural Curiosity Project. Today is April 22nd, 2020, Earth Day. The coronavirus is with us, occupying every aspect of our lives, so it's hard to think about other things right now. But a friend of mine did. It's an essay about life and balance, about corona and social distancing, about who we are as a species and as a people. It's a plea for us all to contemplate what it means to be human, and what it means to be responsible stewards on this Earth Day. I asked him to narrate it for us. Bob Verlach, on Earth Day 2020. Enjoy. Earth Day 2020. These unprecedented times we are, as a planet, living through have presented us all with terrible loss and pain and unfortunately suffering. Having lost friends and colleagues to this virus, I, as well as millions of people around the globe, have had to reorder priorities. What is now important and vital is very different than what was important just a few scant weeks ago. Clearly, we have, as a world, been stopped in our tracks by an invisible microscopic virus that continues to defy and mystify, even as we scramble to decipher it, while wreaking a deadly path of illness and death, regardless of race, creed, size, shape, income, politics, or age. As talk grows of beginning the very small tentative steps to regain some semblance of normalcy, It is evident the new normal will scarcely resemble the old normal as we knew it. This invisible enemy, microscopic in size and weight, has now toppled us physically, as well as economically, socially, and geopolitically. The mightiest of governments, industries, and agencies of great influence have been humbled, as we all have been. The best scientists and medical experts around the globe still struggle to understand how this invader operates, replicates, survives, and fells one reasonably healthy individual while another is spared. It is a time for reflection. It is a time for humility. It is a time to recognize opportunities and seize upon solutions. Occasionally making news sandwiched between the continuous coverage of the pandemic is the astonishing reporting coming from several university studies, scientific communities, and media sources of the unprecedented drop in air pollution worldwide since the pandemic began. Easily found on the internet are more and more satellite images, maps, and actual before and after photographs of the remarkable drop in carbon dioxide levels and air pollution across the globe. There is a stunning split image of the Taj Mahal two weeks before the shutdown and two weeks afterwards, showing the crystal clear Taj unobscured by pollution haze. For the first time in decades, Mount Kenya is visible from the capital of Nairobi. NASA footage of China, shows a virtually spotless country versus the same image taken weeks before. And similar NASA coverage shows clear air above U.S. industrial centers and capitals and all across the globe. The science is clear and the facts are clear. We are seeing in real time, thanks to a shutdown, courtesy of an invisible speck the effect of human impact on the planet. We have learned thanks to the pandemic to trust science, to trust the facts and not the spin wizards or wool gatherers. And from trusting the science, the medical experts and the facts, we are now on the road as a united world to understanding how to combat the virus and to prepare for how it will undoubtedly revisit us in the future. Now there remain those who would refuse the science, the experts, and there will always be deniers, as we know from history. The virus was labeled a hoax, a witch hunt, an attack on credibility. And yes, this has happened before in history. Yet it is the science and the facts, the truth that holds the day. It is the science, the facts, the truth, that are putting us on the path to recovery. And so the science, the facts, the truth presented by NASA, Columbia University, and many others, and scientific organizations around the world are showing us what happens when we stop contributing to climate change. Yes, there are deniers, those labeling it a hoax, a fabrication, an attack on credibility. Yet it is the science, the facts, and the truth that hold the day. The proof is there, now, in front of our eyes. Scientific, provable data from before and after the shutdown of what can be accomplished by a simple two-week shutdown of business as usual. And so I would like you to entertain a novel proposition. We have an unprecedented scourge challenging us yet it has also given us an unprecedented opportunity. As we reorganize and reevaluate how we go about our daily lives, perhaps we are already on the path to something quite remarkable. Suppose, globally, twice a year, everything were to shut down for two weeks, similar to what has been happening. We've already made huge strides around the world in adapting to the current schedule, retooling and reimagining. What is the new business-as-usual? With a fixed end date, companies and industries could plan ahead for deliveries, stockpile supplies, and have a yearly production schedule that would seamlessly incorporate the two shutdown periods. Similarly, social, economic, and political planning could incorporate those timetables planning ahead. Unless you think this is impossible, consider the following. We already do this in our yearly calendars on several levels. Schools follow Christmas, spring and summer vacation breaks. Workers take holiday breaks and vacations. There are national holidays, religious holidays. Companies often are preparing next year's products before the current year has even begun. Fashion companies design winter wear in the spring while forcing those poor models to suffer freezing winter temperature photo shoots modeling the new summer bikinis. Car companies are already designing new models years in advance targeting rollouts. Entertainment conglomerates film content for theater and streaming long before actual air dates and still manage to incorporate hiatus shutdowns. Knowing a two-week shutdown period is scheduled, airlines could pre-plan for the slowdown and use that time to refurbish their planes and do necessary maintenance. And stock markets around the world, knowing in advance, would be able to incorporate the shutdowns into their projections, particularly since there would be a specific end date, and all the listed corporations would have also been equally prepared. Clearly this would take a lot of thought and planning, and I am not smart enough or insightful even to suggest the ins and outs of such a premise. But perhaps using this as a launching pad of other solutions would be considered. The United Nations would prove an invaluable tool in coordinating such an initiative. Global business, social, media, religious and political leaders as well would be instrumental in investigating and structuring a workable system in collaboration with the already existing and active international climate change organizations. Yet the fact is we are already doing it during the current shutdown on a global level and with no end date as yet. Yes, we never would have anticipated the devastation the pandemic has caused either in human suffering or the economic debacle that has befallen the entire world. What is clear though, is that had warnings been heeded as they were in several nations around the world, the fallout would have been mitigated and dramatically lessened. This enforced moment of introspection, self-evaluation has made clear what is need versus what is want. And that important distinction has been in stark relief weighed against the loss of friends, family, and colleagues. So let us consider this when faced with the opportunity to tackle climate change. We are forewarned and have been for some time. The science, the facts, the truths are there and they are provable. The predictions and warnings have been coming fast and furious from the scientific community. The calamity that will ensue without stemming global warming would be catastrophic beyond what we have imagined. We have been given an unprecedented opportunity to see the future, to participate in the future, to protect our future. We are responsible to each other and to our children and grandchildren to protect and guarantee their future. The satellite footage showing clear skies during the shutdown places the blame clearly at our feet. It is us, not cows, not volcanoes, nor hoaxes. It is up to us to take advantage of an unprecedented opportunity to change the course of our history, much as this microscopic virus has changed our history. Right now, we are becoming accustomed to walking six feet apart wearing facial coverings, eyeing ever passersby with suspicion. In many cases, the daily news updates of the infected and the dead roll over us like background noise as we become inured to the devastation the virus has caused. And every night we go to bed thanking whatever God we worship that it wasn't me or my loved ones on the news today. We grow irritated at confinement, decry lack of progress as voices are raised in protest against perceived abrogations of civil rights, forgetting that this limited time indoors pales in comparison to the years during both world wars when people endured starvation, lethal bombings, exterminations, death, and destruction for years, not weeks. We rankle at standing in lines to enter a grocery store. Our nerves are shot. Our emotions are bursting to the surface over insignificant provocations. This is the new normal. Consider the new normal, however, if we do not proactively slow down global warming. Without a fixed end date. Assume. You cannot go outside because solar radiation could sear your skin without a specialized suit or an ozone layer protecting you, or the air quality is so poor windows can never be opened, while air purifying systems groan to eke clean air out through rapidly clogging filters. Assume radically unpredictable, devastating weather patterns disrupt food and water sources and distribution coinciding with economic and social collapse. And that those who do venture outdoors pass others who are wearing not only special suits, but masks with oxygen cylinders, eyeing each other suspiciously. The new normal. In these unprecedented times, we are faced with an unprecedented opportunity by trusting the science, the truths, the facts, about the coronavirus COVID-19 we have mitigated its devastating effect and are on our way to solving this terrible riddle. Let us then trust the science, the truths, the facts about our environment in peril and heed the warnings we have been given to alter the future of our human existence. Regardless of international boundaries, race, creed, education, politics. It is up to us. We, the people. If it was ever so true, it is time to seize the day.